audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 2023. When did we start this, Rob? Four years ago, this yeah, February. 2019. All right. 18. 18. 19, no, no, you're right. I don't know. I think I'm it making was, it up. I think it was 2019. No, it couldn't have been right before the world went to hell, could it? I don't remember. Who cares at this point? I don't know. I can look up my first We've, email from Whiskey at Work and I can probably. You, you have that? Oh, I see. I've categorized all these things. <laughs> God, you're boring. I know shit. <laughs> Wow. Let's see here. Uh, All right. Well, while Rob is looking that up, I thought this would be fun to start the brand new year with with our mailbag. and uh, mailbag. And the questions <laughs> that we pretend that we get from people that listen to our podcast. Oh, nobody's <laughs> listening anyway. They are, too. My mother-in-law listens, and she oh, loves sorry. it. Sorry, Joey. <laughs> uh, no, there's... Um, you, I've you, got you think, 12, 13, 20, 18. 2018. Okay, that well, sounds right then. I mean, so we actually started in February of 19. Okay, that sounds about right. It's been that, fun. That's my first email, so I imagine that's kind of when we started. I like it because of, God, we've drank a lot of good whiskey uh, and a lot and of bad whiskey. And some dogs, yep. too. Over the past whatever. And I know we're still not on the level I of a lot of I can't believe these. that baseball's st- still sitting on my shelf. Why do you have that? Because the well, bottle's cause cool. Because I, I can't pour it out. It's just why? sacrilege. I don't know. You could pour it out. Well, I why don't you start giving it to people I don't like? That's just it. Let's set it up for our little uh, Thursday afternoon get-togethers and start fawning it off that way. Let's start making cocktails out of it or something. Oh, that's that'd awesome. be a good idea too. Make some make some really bad old fashions. <laughs> that no. Anyway, you have questions about bourbon rum? Do you have Do you have any more questions? Okay. Every have you, day. Have all of your questions been answered? Is that empty yet? Generally, look <laughs> should at we it. open another one? <laughs> there, there you go. That's a great question. Um, but there are still some questions that uh, about, about why Mitchell's still employed here that, when he screws uh, up the equipment and leaves. I know. I had to restart everything in here, Mitchell, because uh, of something of, you apparently had done. Because, like your football team, it <laughs> broke. <laughs> Mitchell does a, another podcast in our network that's called the Vikings Water Cooler Talk. Yeah. Uh, he and a he and a guy that he works with here does this. Pretty short conversation this week. It is. It's <laughs> it's generally a short conversation, because it's funny watching Vikings fans get all worked up every single year. Like this is going to be the one, <laughs> and then and then you watch you watch it all fall apart as it does every single year. This year won't be any exception either. So that's why we have whiskey as our friend. <laughs> that's why we do another podcast so Mitchell can drink. That's not the Norwegian way. You guys drink. What is that? Uh, what, oh, the Aquavit. Aquavit. That's what you guys are supposed Whoa. to drink, yeah. No wonder you guys suck at stuff. <laughs> and I'm saying this all as a Vikings fan, which is even worse. Hey, I kind of thought the Vikings had a shot at going to the Super Bowl this year, but, boy, they, I, they I looked didn't. iffy lately. No, terrible offensive line. The defense was pretty shaky. They have one, well, two good players, really. They have Justin Jefferson and and uh, and Delvin Cook, and, and that's about it. He's so. Even Dalvin's been a little he has been. sketch. I don't want to talk about the Vikings. All right. Can we talk about drinking? Sure. Um, That's what I'm good at. Do you know that the, they're... The drinking part, not really the talking about it part. That there are specifically three types of bourbon? You you went down a rabbit hole with this before well, we got started. Yeah, we I tried mean, to figure this one out. And this was I thought this was a pretty interesting question because 
I thought bourbon, I mean, as a classification, is its own thing. Yeah. So I guess under that umbrella would be these three main types. Well, yeah, when we when we talked about this earlier, I, I thought it was like Kentucky straight bourbon and then just bourbon, and but I couldn't come up with another one. Rye, wheat, and traditional. Right. And I learned, well, I think we both learned something about weeded bourbon when we were looking into this, right? Yeah, the, the weeded bourbon is anything where they they replace the rye with wheat. Uh, I believe Maker's Mark is a wheat. Um, any of the Weller stuff yeah. is a wheat. But they don't call it wheated bourbon, do they? No, not to my knowledge. I think there are certain ones that... God dang. <laughs> there, are, there are certain ones that... Uh, that will say they're a weeded bourbon. I, I, I mm-hmm. in, in my head, they'll I, use that as their marketing, right? And in my head, I think that's probably because it's you know a lot higher wheat content than right than you know the eight or ten percent that you would consider be you know versus a traditional bourbon that has eight or ten percent rye. They probably only have eight or ten percent wheat in them so they are not categorizing themselves as a weeded bourbon and that's that same thing holds true for rye um it's 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 you it's called a rye bourbon just because it's almost double the amount of rye that's normally in it right yeah rye bourbon um would have a lot smaller corn percentage but still over 51 percent still over 51 percent but it would have somewhere between you know 20 and 35 percent rye as opposed to i don't think mitchell liked her vikings comment see (laughs) Gave, still, gave us the salute as he walked by the office. Pacing around out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so a rye bourbon would be something that has 20 to 35-ish percent rye. So it would be like a high rye bourbon. And so then your traditional bourbon is just that. It's your 51% corn with your barley. And, and you can rye. mix in a little of everything else. Yeah, I think most, I think the bourbons, the traditional, would have anything over 51%, but probably higher. Right. And then a small portion of rye in that 8 or 10%, whatever range, and then barley. Okay. Well, that was the first question in our, oh, our mailbag there. So we got that sorted out, I think, mostly. Good. Now we're all going to sound like <laughs> no, we know what thing, we're talking no, about, the next bad. The next, uh, the next question that I was going to bring up is, and I, and I have heard, oh, maybe, I mean, very sparingly, and I think it's always kind of been in good fun, but I've heard quote-unquote whiskey experts refer to non-whiskey experts <laughs> as taters. So is that what we're taters? Well, I don't want to be I a tater. I thought, thought of you but... more of a, as a pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. <laughs> That's disturbing in a way. Uh, you got the tater. <laughs> no, easy pumpkin. Um, but it's it's kind of a derogatory term in the world of, <laughs> of, of bourbon enthusiasts. Is that a vodka reference? No, 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 it's not, not at all. Tater, uh, tater yeah. is is someone who pretends to know more about bourbon than they actually do. But what I don't like about that... Oh, it's like the guy that I ran into at Hart Ranch last year. Yes. That the, was reading me the riot act when I then I got about half my Well, you were wearing a, what, a shirt? Didn't you have the shirt that yeah, said... Yeah, I think I had the whiskey helps or something. But then he said, well, it's not better than bourbon. And I'm like, well, bourbon is whiskey. and right. And then you got into the whole argument with this guy. guy Yes, that guy was definitely a tater. Um, The thing I I mean, you don't like that, and you know, you you have to start somewhere, right? You're not a whiskey expert right out of the gate. Um, But I think what they refer to here is people that 
pretend that, oh, no, I've been an expert for whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're not. No. You, I, you have, you've grown into it much more, though, over these past five years. <laughs> I drink I think. a lot more than you do. <laughs> well, still, I, I think, you know, you've, you've gotten in with more people around here, too. Um, well, I mean, we've got the same kind of group of folks, but, you know, I, you do a lot more research on it than I do. I, I just know where my knowledge base ends and then kind of go, huh. <laughs> there we go. You know? uh, yeah. And of course, we mentioned this in the past couple of the podcasts. We've run into some some really knowledgeable people in our neck of the woods. I mean, we're obviously not whiskey territory up here by any sense. But boy, have we learned a lot from people like Dan Bruner and Mark Tucker and Justin Henriksen and Gabe Aldridge. Uh, Gabe Aldridge you know, Gabe's not going to be happy being fourth on that <laughs> list. Gabe, it wasn't. It's, this wasn't listed as who knew the most. All right, <laughs> uh, this is just people that we've. We, and there, there are so much more. We've, you know, got. We're part of a great uh, Facebook group that also has just people with stupid knowledge about this. And uh, you know, I think I think I don't think they would refer to. Us as taters. I hope, I hope they would, because I I'll I'll you know thoroughly admit I'm I'm not an expert in this. Of course I'm not. No. I, in, in fact, when a lot of these guys start talking about and throwing out acronyms, I gotta like Google that shit. I, <laughs> I don't know, know what, what the, it means. Like, <laughs> what is it? You know, like the Elijah Craig barrel proof is the EC. PB oh, they like, started throwing those like, out? Like, what? <laughs> like, you can't just in the amount of time in a... Co- I mean, I realize you don't want to type it, maybe, but in a conversation, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof doesn't take right. that much longer than ECPB. Well, especially only- if I've got to think about what the bloody <laughs> initials are. The only uh, the one I, that I've seen like that that's legitimate is that Weller CYPB. Well, that's that, the but that's actual the actual name of the right. thing. And does that mean create your perfect bourbon is what Something that means, like I that. believe. So, yeah, it's even some, then, I got to look that up. It doesn't make sense, nine but times anyway. out of ten, when somebody talks about it. Uh, another question that uh, came up was, and and I, I guess some of the stuff I don't think a lot about until you actually have the question in front of you. But why are 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 copper stills what they use to make bourbon? Why that particular copper's a metal, right? <laughs> Going back to oh boy, junior yeah. science yeah, class. No, yeah, here. of course it's a metal. What am I? God, that was a dumb. That there, <laughs> that was a dumb tater question right there. But why do they? Why do they use that? Um, it, it seems, you know, if you own a if you own a catalytic converter right now, um, it's not great to have copper anywhere where people can get at it. You're not breaking into a distillery, though, to steal their stills, I'm sure. But Yeah, Jack Daniels probably has a little higher security <laughs> than the inner side of your car. Uh, but it's interesting. Um, it, it's, it's I guess they're really great at keeping contaminants out of the distillate, like microbes and sulfur. Well, yeah, that's, that's one thing I mentioned to you. The one thing that I didn't think about, though, that you mentioned back to me was that it's malleable. It's easily formed into different shapes, so... Well, you can, it, yeah, it's, it's got to be a fairly soft metal so that you can, you know, take a hammer to it and beat it into the shape you want right. to still. Well, and I, I imagine, too, it's a really good conductor of heat, and it cools down super fast. It's kind of like aluminum foil. That's why you can pull the aluminum foil off your sure. shit in the sure. stove without burning your fingers. We should make some big old stills out of aluminum foil. See, see how well that well, I don't goes. know that, if that's what I do. 
you know, copper is probably a little more expensive than aluminum. Yeah, I would guess. Uh, but that's the reason why it's the, it just has it's just that perfect metal to create stuff quickly, like that. Cools, cools down quickly, quickly, shape it into what you want, and it keeps the gross keep, stuff keeps out. Keeps the gross stuff out. Yeah, which is what you want in a bourbon or a whiskey. Or you, a, you want it out. You want it out. Right. Okay. Yes. Just let that kind of hang there for a minute. I wasn't. Uh, well, you said it keeps the stuff sure. out, and I said that's what you want in a bourbon. I'm like. Yes, oh, you want it out. Boy. I was agreeing with you, Rob Tater. Here's, here's the next question for you. How much? Keep it up. How much is a dram of bourbon, Rob? It's about, about what I could fit in my glass. Really? You're so drinking it, out of a Glen Cairn right now. I know. That's that to me right now. That's a dram. If I've got a pint glass, then that's a dram. <laughs> Whatever the liquids in there is the, the dram. It's the amount of volume that okay. that particular container will hold. You are. You is couldn't that, be more wrong. Right? You couldn't be. Uh-huh. I. That's again, depending on who you ask. I didn't realize that dram is literally a specific amount of liquid. Uh, like when people say that's a buttload. A buttload is also a very specific number, which I didn't that know. That depends on the ass you're looking at. Sure. Boy. Okay. So. So what's a buttload? You can't. I, don't, I don't remember what that was. It's your phone. You might have to look that up. Oh, my God. Look up what, how much, how much how exactly much is a, a buttload is. How much buttload is a buttload? Yeah. I think that, I think that right. was the term that's, a, that's surprising, that you, it actually you, has a specific amount. You go ahead amount. and keep rambling. Well, a, a dram is one-eighth of a fluid ounce. So... In order to kind of visualize that, the the description they gave is to imagine a teaspoon that we all have in our kitchens and discard 90% of the liquid that's in it. That is a dram. That's an, an eighth of one eighth of a fluid ounce. So that's a dram of what you're one drinking. One eighth of a fluid ounce. Yes. Is a teaspoon is 10% of a teaspoon. That seems like less than a much less than an ounce. Even a teaspoon. Well, it's one eighth of a fluid ounce. So a teaspoon. So an eighth of a fluid ounce is apparently ten percent of a teaspoon. That's what I'm saying. Right. The teaspoon seems like it would. That would be more of a dram-ish. Ten, right. Ten no, percent okay, of a teaspoon yeah, is like right. three drops. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, whose stupid measurement was that? Colloquially, what it's what a dram is known as is just a small amount of alcohol. Colloquially, <laughs> you gotta say that word really, really. You slow. gotta watch him, his mouth, and watch him think about saying this word, folks. I, I wish we want, had this on camera. I didn't want to screw it For up. For a guy that's been talking nonstop well, for the I better part of thirty years, I don't say colloquially a lot. He has never thought this hard about a word. Colloquially, colloquially, see, it's hard. Exactly, colloquially. So you gotta slow it down. Stupid word. It is a dumb word. Did you find out how much a buttload is? I did. Is? How much is it? A regional English measure of capacity of a heavy cart, a butt, containing six seams, <laughs> or 48 bushels, equivalent to 384 gallons. God, look at what you're learning here on this dumb little podcast that we do. You learned that a my, boatload. My butt is nowhere near <laughs> 384. Rob, it's, it's getting close. You got a dump truck. I, All right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We, uh, we were watching the football game the other night, and my wife goes, come on, Cam. 
dumped the plow and i said he looks like he's a guy pulling a tractor that's pulling a plow your wife said dump the plow. yeah cam hayward was trying to chase down this guy going around the end and it just looked like he was stuck in mud and the other guy was running on hard ground i've never heard that term yeah drop don't drop the plow drop the plow that that means get it going i'm assuming well it's because if Kicking you're running, gear. running carrying a plow sure. through the ground you're running slower. sure Wow. And I said he looked like he was pulling the tractor that was pulling the plow. You and your wife have some oh. odd evenings together. Apparently. Well, you know, Steeler football. <laughs> it's a little different. We, we've had better years. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the last question that came up here. And this one I loved because I don't know. It's it's just stupid. But <laughs> but I, but the I rest love, of our well, show. I love I just love stupid. It's still better than the book of Murdoch. Yeah, it sort of is. I st- Go ahead, and you can listen to that <laughs> podcast, too, on our podcast network. Um, you know what the angel share is. Everybody by now knows exactly what that is. When you have your I thought whiskey, it was just the part that was, you know, f- from the dehydration. I didn't realize it was a specific. <laughs> a Pacific what? A Pacific. <laughs> a remember, supposedly? Remember, we supposedly. are whiskey at work. We're at work, <laughs> and we are drinking. Just keep that in mind. Uh-huh. If, when you want to make fun of us, just remember, we're getting paid for this shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, what, you, what did you think Angel Share was? I just thought that was the part that after you filled up the barrel and when you went to bottle it, it was the part that wasn't there anymore. Right, because of evaporation. Or, or what you're about to tell me the devil's cut is, I think. Yeah, the devil's cut is the opposite of what the Angel Share is, meaning that's the, that's the part of the, 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 the liquor in the barrel that goes into the wood, that you lose once it goes into the wood. So there's always a percentage of alcohol that's lost through one of those two ways. Well, it's not really the opposite, though. You're still losing it. Right, right. right. But it's one part's going into the air, one part's one going part's into the going physical into the, part of the... Right. But that um, part in the wood goes in and out of the wood. Yeah. And it's all depending on how much you lose, I suppose, when you, when you bottle it, right? Uh, well, no, I think the angel shares what's lost out of the barrel. Not not what you lose when you bottle. Right, but you're losing the angel share. You you could never get that back. Right, exactly. On, on the devil's cut, the stuff that's going into the wood as the wood expands well, because of and temperature, contracts, yeah. then you're gonna, you may lose less to the devil's cut at a certain point I of the year. Yes. Is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. I I but I had never heard that term before. No. The angel share has been everywhere. Yeah. The angel share has been everywhere. Okay. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I did that. <laughs> um, but there, of course, Try is, the veal. There all week, folks. is uh, there is oak that's grown in cooler climes. That yeah, not climates. Uh, that uh, See, Tater wrote this. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this. Cooler climes. Cooler climes. Yeah, I've never heard that. I don't think people. Well, I don't think people were. I think that is how you're supposed to say. It. You don't say cooler climates. I believe you refer to it as cooler climes. C l i m e s. Is, oh, is I believe, yeah, really? not C L I M B S, no, C L I M E S. It's a shortened version of climate. Climb. Look, we learned what a buttload is today. <laughs> we learned what what climb can be a shortened, yeah, or can actually you be. You just sound like a toad when you say climbs. Though. You do. I kind of agree. I'm not going to say it anymore. Colloquially, uh, but colloquially, Jesus. But when oak know. is grown in those cooler climates, uh, the wood is denser. <laughs> So sometimes you don't lose as much then to that devil's cut. 
obviously. Well, that would make sense. The rings would be closer together because yeah. they wouldn't grow as fast. Right. Probably. Sure. Making that Tater. Up. Got it. As an herbologist, <laughs> oh, tree <God>. guy. <laughs> Is an herbologist the one who works on know. trees? I don't I made that up, too. Yeah, you did. How much of this have we had to drink? Not it doesn't seem like enough, that much. Near as I can tell. We are drinking the Basil Hayden 10-year, uh, which I, yeah, I like it. I do. I but when we before we started the podcast and we were sipping on here a little bit, you did make the comment about what it kind of tastes like, and I agree. Yeah, I thought it got a little tannic on the back. See, there I'm being a pretentious toad again. Not really. How else would you describe it? Well, it, I don't it know. Tasted it like just, the wood, I guess. Yeah, if you wanted to I mean, be, it just gets a little woody on right. the, on the back of my mouth. But some people, I think would it really enjoy that you know if you're a scotch lover and you like that more peaty taste that to me is the equivalent of what you get from bourbon that's been in a barrel longer i think you get that that heavier you know like i said woody tannic taste to it and some people prefer that obviously you know if you're getting bourbons 10 12 14 years old you're going to get that sure well, how can you, you not just have more contact with the wood it's right. almost well, you can't help it. It's going to be there. But this is good. My basil, my favorite basil Hayden is the toast. Obviously, the original basil Hayden is why perfectly is it obvious. Well, because I've talked about it before, that's why it's obvious. I've made mention of it before. If people listen to this podcast, like I know they do in droves, <laughs> buttloads of people but listen to this podcast. Three hundred eighty-four gallons of people, right? Listen to, and they know that when I say basil Hayden, I'm obviously meaning I prefer the toast version. Oh, okay. Is it toast? It's not toasted. It's just toast. toast yeah. Toast. Basil laden toast. Anyway. Very good. Did we answer all your questions? Did you have anything, <laughs> did you have anything left to, that you needed to learn today, Rob? About whiskey or bourbon? No. Maybe I, we'll do a scotch one, too. Why don't you give me too. a little of that so I can have a little more? Okay. Maybe, maybe I didn't try that. a good enough try the first time. Mountain West Whiskey Festival, March See? 4th. Roughly a dram. And we do have general admission, and we do have... Some VIP tickets that are left. You can also get non-sampling tickets for this event, too. It's worth that price to come get the food. Come get the food, you bet. We we should have the list out. I'm hoping later this month. I was told after the first of the year we'll start getting the, you know, the allocated list, which I think will be coming. Really quickly, how does how does that work? How, who puts this list together? Who who gets to determine like for the our, that platinum room? Our partners at the Rushmore Hotel work with the distributor distributors oh, okay. to put that list together for us. Yeah, uh, they've done a bang up job over it. Over you know, yeah. is this our fifth one? We were trying to think about that today. Is this year five? For Mountain West Whiskey Festival must be close. Yeah, because we are, actually did get it in under the wire in the right. Yep, at twenty twenty at that 20, March yeah. twenty twenty, we got it right in under the wire. Before everything shut down. Yeah, so, okay. I'd have to look. Well, get tickets, mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com. We know it's going to be the, the biggest one we've ever done just based on, uh, you know, ticket sales, how early they've been going already. So don't miss it. And it's 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 worth any price you want to pay. Right, Rob? <laughs> any price you want to pay. Certainly. <laughs> No, it is, you know, it is a good value. I mean, even the VIP tickets and the general admission tickets that are left, I mean, there are hundreds of of stuff you can try. I mean, you can't go out for a night to do anything like this for that price. You can't even come close. You couldn't go out and sample eight to ten different whiskeys for that price. No. You wouldn't be able to. If you were going to a, a bar trying to get a pour of some of these things you wouldn't get near the ability to 
sample the numbers that you can here. Exactly. I tried a couple of years ago to like scotch, so that was the only thing I had all night. And I'm sure I spent more than the price of admission just trying stuff that I really, really didn't <laughs> like. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. I'm gonna make 2023 the year I find scotch that you will buy and drink. Oh, there's scotch that I have bought and will drink. I know, but, just... but there's still that you still you look at those that you're on your shelf at home and you're like, I'm gonna have oh, no, but there's this one, and then you don't drink the scotch. Well, I've got a Macallan so... per your recommendation, or right. it was a gift from somebody, and I and I've got a Glen, the Glenfiddich 14 right. is really nice. Okay, I've got the Oban. Say pronounce that for me. I don't know. It's probably Weeban or something. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, but I've got that little bay. And and they're fine. They're just. I don't. I don't want it to be fine. Rob. They're just not. They're just not the thing that I go to. All right. From sorry, one, Gabe. I you know from he, he wants the burnt tire flavor. I just can't do it. From one tater to the next, <laughs> it's Robin Houston. Uh, whiskey As at work. the world taters. <laughs> Have uh, a great week, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be filming. Next week, I just talked with Russ, and and I've worked out a deal. I've worked out a plan. Okay. Okay? So you'll get to see our faces again, you lucky, you lucky dogs. <laughs> Some of you right now are like, I'm not even going to yeah, do the podcast. So. The, audio, the audio version <laughs> will still be available. Yes. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.